0: Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that
1: helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And today we are talking about how in a world that loves bigger, better, fast, and famous, you and I, Christy, are still learning that the very best stories actually do grow out of the soil of everyday life. Yeah, today I am still, I don't know if I'm
0: laughing or crying about what happened to your youngest Zoe on the school bus, Lisa
1: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be a good conversation. We'll unpack some of the survey results, share with you what season four looks like. So friends, get your tea and get comfy. Here we go. Christy Purefoy, oh my word. Welcome. Welcome to season four. Of Out of the Ordinary. I'm so excited. Four years. This is our fourth year. How is this even possible? We're still doing it. And most importantly, we're still friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Listeners, we always try to say
0: a little prayer before we hit record, just a blessing over our time together. And I loved Lisa Joe that this time you said a special thank you in our prayer for a friendship that has endured all these years of podcasting together and not just endured shall i say but
1: i think grown thrived deepened yes. because of these conversations i know and it's one of those things I-, I never had this as a worry i don't think you did either i never worried the podcast could somehow like be damaging in some way on our friendship but i yeah. am aware that people that are friends and then going to some form of business or work together there's always the potential to put a strain on a friendship but I don't feel that way. I feel like we continue to grow. And listeners, I feel that way about you. I'm feeling very warm towards you all today. I just want you to know, I just feel such love for you that you have grown with us. And I know that because we've read hundreds of survey comments. And it's just been so lovely. I'll just first before we even get to what you said. It's been so lovely to hear your voices because we hear our own voices all the time. But to hear your voices has been so fun So encouraging and really so helpful because, as you heard from the intro, you helped us land on a really beautiful kind of return to our roots version of the podcast. So thank you.
0: That's right. And for those of you who are now nervous, wait, they're changing again? Will they still talk (laughs) about books? Short answer, yes, of course. I mean, Lisa Joe, can you and I like go on having... Conversations rooted in our friendship in which we don't talk about books and stories. No, no we are surrounded possible. by books
1: as we speak right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Now, I feel the same way, Lisa Joe, um, reading through the responses. And first of all, just thank you. Thank you to everyone who took the time to click that link that we shared last week and share your thoughts with us, your reflections, your um, what. Yeah, what your relationship with the podcast has been like over the years. Thank you so much. And I too, I feel, Lisa Joe like I can see them, hear them, like I know I know them a little bit more. And um, if you missed the survey, don't worry. We love hearing from you. And one great way that you can share your voice <laughs> is to leave a review. Leave a review of the podcast and, and tell us um, why you're excited
1: about season four of Out of the Ordinary. I know. Well, I... I'll go first and tell you why I'm excited. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm so excited because we, ha- you know, here we are returning to the roots, just our original name out of the ordinary. We are releasing, I wouldn't say we're dropping, but we're releasing the little appendage books that we had added on to go back to talking in more general terms about ordinary life, but with a very specific filter, because what the survey helped us do was really clarify for ourselves. We... We, we've always believed that the rhythm, we would even say the liturgy of ordinary life is so significant because it's where God meets us. And it's where God invites us, as he does in the book of Genesis, to co-create with him, to name things, to give names, to, to create order out of chaos. So to create meaning and to create order is what God invited Adam and Eve to do. And I, Christy and I really believe that in our Daily lives, God is inviting us to participate in those acts of creation with Him. So, anytime you unload the dishwasher or load, you know, fold the laundry or drop a kid off at school or watch a high school football game or fill out a college application with a child or go to marriage counseling, all of those are a reflection of walking in Adam and Eve's footsteps to create meaning and order to the world around us. And so that's Reading your answers in the survey really helped us think again about why do we show up here and have these conversations? And maybe in the past we've just said because we like to spot the extra in the midst of our ordinary, which is true. But I think Christy and I dug a little deeper this time to find words that really captured a spiritual story behind our ordinary lives. And then we wanted to condense it down. Okay, if we go back to Out of the Ordinary as the title of the podcast, what is like a one-line sentence that would help us and you listeners know this is what this podcast does in my life. And so we just love that we can call it the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. Isn't that great? And I feel like listeners, I you can pass that on to a friend. Listen, you got to listen to this. It's a show that helps you grow a daily life that matters, you know, and through telling stories about, you know, taking out the trash or a kid who had to go to the ER at midnight because he was doing knife tricks. That episode <laughs> still to come.
0: I feel like our listeners should know that before hitting record, you and I possibly spent 15 minutes talking about the state of our refrigerators, which, let's, yeah, to make a long story short, not good, not
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> a moment of silence, please. <laughs>
0: moment of silence for the state of our refrigerators. (laughs) And that we found so much deeper meaning, I will say, in the state of our refrigerators. And because I think these ordinary, daily, everyday things are not, they may be small, but they are rich with significance. And we love unpacking that significance in these stories, but not only to help us all see our ordinary lives with fresh eyes, but also to tend to them and care for them, like grow them in good ways. Um, it's not just a passive seeing, that's maybe where it begins, but it's also an active growing, tending. Um, and of course, the gardener in me
1: loves that metaphor. <laughs> I know, I know. And we loved. so it was fun to see when people were responding in the survey about why they listened to the podcast, to our podcast, we had given them three different options. Like why, why do you listen? What do you Come to the podcast for? What are you hoping for? And so the options had been it entertains me, it teaches me something, or it encourages me. And like 70% of people said, because it encourages me. And that was so great because we are here to do that, to encourage you. But then about 21% said, it teaches me something. And that is our hope to both encourage and teach you how to grow a daily life that matters. And we do that through just paying attention to our lives. So when Christy and I sit down to have these stories, we're hopefully not having them just to ramble about what happened in our week, but we are choosing the stories we share because we know, A, everybody has stories, for example, about their refrigerator or some kid who you had to take the e- to the ER for something stupid. And secondly, though, it's in unpacking those stories that we find meaning in our so-called every day. And, you know, we do. We live in this world that tends to celebrate bigger, faster, famous, better, et cetera, et cetera. And Christy and I have to constantly remind ourselves, no, 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 wait, the very best stories actually grow out of the soil of everyday life. And it's not something that you're one and done. It's not like, oh, I've learned that now. Check that off. I'm never going to worry again that my life feels small. No, I mean, it's a daily discipline. It's why we think of this as a liturgy here at the podcast it's why we repeat these same habits of telling the stories, not just to ourselves, but sharing them with you guys, because it's how we learn. It's how we learn that this is how God is growing meaning in our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. I, Lisa Joe, am excited about season four because, so at least here, Lisa Joe, in my place, my home, ordinary life here in September. Feels for the first time in a long time ordinary again. I know. Who would have thought that would be a good thing? <laughs> but right. <it> so is <laughs> right. So of course we know that um, our listeners come from around the world. That was something confirmed in the survey.
1: What was it like? I know twenty five percent of listeners are from overseas. Hi, overseas listeners! We're so happy <laughs> you're there. Leave us a review and tell us what country you're listening from. Come oh, on, guys. That'd be good. We're so excited yeah, I to want have to hear. you here. That'd be good. So we love that we have this global
0: community of listeners, but we live in places. And so our ordinary lives are all going to be a little bit different, you know, based on where we live and here in Pennsylvania. And I know for you uh, in Maryland, Lisa Joe, our kids just went back to school. Let me say that again. <laughs> our children went back to school.
1: I've never not been only so that, happy as to wait at a bus stop again. Right?
0: We are waiting at the bus stop. Our children are being, some of them, driven to school (laughs) (laughs) by
1: somebody else.
0: (laughs) Right. So that is a totally ordinary thing, something I absolutely took for granted, you know, with a couple years ago, but now means so much. So ordinary life is ordinary again in ways that it feels like ordinary life has opened up again. Again, not completely. We're still, yeah, There's, there's still a pandemic. We're still dealing with that. It's not just over and gone. But Ordinary life isn't quite as small as it was when we were in quarantine, when we were more isolated, and I feel like the stories are flowing again. So, I love that in season three, we we understood, we were feeling the heaviness of how narrow our daily lives had become, but we still wanted to to seek out the deeper stories, and so we did that by diving deep into our bookshelves, and we'll go on doing that. I mean... I'm looking at you right now as we record on Skype, and I am seeing the gorgeousness of the blue bookshelves we (laughs) talked about last week, right? And I've got my own bookshelves that I love to pull things from. So we will go on having those conversations, but now we can do that and more because ordinary life is ordinary again. So the things I am loving, bus stop in the morning, making lunches for my youngest, A new ordinary for us is that my oldest is driving now and usually most days actually drives herself to school. So that is a new kind of crazy, wonderful ordinary. And I feel like, Lisa Joe, we want to talk about books this season. We want to talk about the stories we're reading, maybe stories we're watching. But ordinary life is richer again. And I think more stories are just going to flow out of that every day.
1: Well, I mean, on that note, I will say that ordinary life has its own adventures when you're waiting for the bus. And I don't know about other listeners out there that have kids. I will say one of the things we loved in the survey is recognizing how many of our listeners don't have kids, that there's actually quite a quite a significant portion of you that are tuning in. And we love that so much. We love that there's a great cross section of people. And we always want to make sure there's something here for you too. But if you've ever done public transportation, you know how unreliable it is. And as a parent who is dropping a kid off at a bus stop, especially if your kid is still younger, like my little daughter, I can't just leave her at the bus stop. I have to wait there with her. And Christy, I don't know how it's been for you guys with bus routes starting, but it has been... Apocalyptic is really the only, I feel like apocalyptic (laughs) is an understatement, okay, for how it has gone. We, the first morning we waited over an hour for the bus to show up and we had last week Friday a day... I waited for an hour at the bus stop for her and she had still not been dropped off. And I finally had to call my son to come and wait because I was leaving to go to a a conference. So Micah came to wait. And then I had Zoe phoning me on her friend's phone because Zoe doesn't have a phone from the bus. She's in fifth grade reporting updates. Now, let me just describe our house is less than a mile from the school. Okay, Zoe is the first kid to get dropped off. It should take from the time they leave the school property, it should take six minutes for her to get home. It was a three and a half hour odyssey where the poor buses, I guess they have had, this is an issue, I think in a lot of places, they've had bus drivers, cuts, they haven't had enough people they can hire. They're trying to consolidate different routes. Unfortunately, our normal bus driver wasn't available. So we get these updates from these fifth graders who I think are actually living their best Disney life. You know, like on a Disney show, something like this would happen where it goes wrong and the kids (laughs) report on it. And in the past, Zoe actually has missed, like, for some weird reason, I have had days where I've picked her up from school and then she would hear how the bus had this big adventure and she wasn't on it. She's always complained that she's missed the bus adventures. well. (laughs) She called me from these various places. She's like, oh, we're stopped at High's gas station now. The bus driver is just like pulled into High's to try to figure out where to go. Then she's oh, like, no. now we're driving through the new condo development. And the driver's just saying, does anyone live here? Does anyone live here? <laughs> then she called me. She's like, wow, the driver just stopped on the side of the high. Like there's, that's not a highway, but it's like a very busy two lane intersection. Because some kid was like, I live right here. And the driver pulled over and... As the kid gets off this bus, okay, it's like a third grader and is about to cross this huge road. The driver thinks to say, wait, wait, what are you doing? Is is this normal? And the child's like, no, no, but I'll be fine. I've just been on the bus long enough. And the kid is like basically convincing the driver to just drop her so she can cross the street. And the driver, luckily, was like, no, get back on the bus. But literally drove around all these neighborhoods just saying to kids, like, yell out when you see your bus. But you have, like, kindergartners on this bus. So I'm not joking you. My entire, like, an hour and a half trip to Virginia, I keep getting phone calls and bus status. And it'll be like, oh, we're nearly home. And I'll tell Micah they're nearly there. And then it'll be like, oh, the bus driver circled back around to the gas station. And so I guess they went <laughs> through this gas station three or four different times, like pulled into all these different ap- apartment complexes. And then Zoe said, I guess finally the driver was like to all the kids, I'm tired of taking your directions. I'm just going to go off the list and then pulled out the list of where everybody oh my lives goodness. to which I want to reply. Why didn't you begin with that? And it was so bad that the The bus was AWOL for so long, then parents started arriving because their kids had told them where the bus was. And so (laughs) parents started pulling up behind the bus to try to get their children, get their kids off. And then they would have to, then it took longer because they'd have to show their IDs and prove it's their child. And Zoe Zoe said, eventually, because it had taken so long, uh, our original bus driver, came in her own car to where the Aww. bus was to oh, get no. on and take over. So, wow. you know, therein lies the mystery and magic of everyday life. You just never know, like, what it will hold. It turned into this very <laughs> epic story. And Zoe was so tired and frustrated. And I told her, excuse me, excuse me, how often have you said that you missed the bus adventure? Well, guess what? Yay! You got to have the whole thing. <laughs>
0: That is hilarious. We've had our own bus adventures, though nothing quite so extreme, <laughs> I have to say. Although, um, so this is the first year that my youngest is riding the bus, and um, she has only over the years heard stories of her of the bus riding days of her older siblings. And one of the stories that we often told was the day that the bus... Um, My kids are usually the last off the bus. So the day that the bus driver didn't realize that my son Thaddeus was still on the bus and just drove past our house and started heading to the bus depot. (laughs) And my sweet son, who is um, an introvert and a quieter kid, just just sat there. (laughs) no. Really? go and go meanwhile um i think john had been waiting at the bus stop and and watched it happen and so immediately got the number of the bus company called the bus company and said okay my kid is on that bus that just drove by (laughs) and um but it took a while i feel i want to say it was like 10 minutes down the road that she she realized and and got a call and said hello is anyone still on this bus and then up comes <laughs> little Thaddeus, his hand from the back. <laughs> Me. <laughs> and for years, we would share this story and, and always kind of, you know, rib on Thaddeus, like, honey, why didn't you speak up? Why didn't, you know. Well, first week of, of Elsa riding the bus no. and the same thing happened. Jonathan was out at the street. And again, no. it, it makes sense because it's the first week. They're learning their routes. And this is the, one of the very last stops. So, same thing happens. Jonathan is at the end of our driveway. The bus zips on past. <laughs> and he knows, he knows Elsa is on that bus, but now it is zipping down the road. So, he called the bus company. Um, but I think it didn't take 10 minutes. Very quickly, the bus turned around. Which let me just pause here to say that's part of the
1: problem, right? You don't just turn around a bus. Right, right. You, look for, a high, your streets, you look for a gas like, station, I guess. Right, like that's right. That's why they kept pulling into a gas station because they right. have to turn around that right. way. Yeah. So there's yeah. also a roundabout right by our house. So I guess they went around oh. that many, many, many times. <laughs> so um, it didn't take too
0: long for the, the bus to turn around and drop off. Drop Elsa off. And so then what we were asking her is, honey, did you realize, did you know, did you even know that the bus had gone past your house? And I think that's what we realized, that even at her age, she's just turned nine, she's in third grade, you're a little person on a big bus. I mean, you can barely see out of the window, honestly. And the scenery is zipping past. And the route is new to you as well. So you don't yet know exactly which, you know, the rhythm of the whole thing. So she didn't even know that the bus had zipped past sure, her house. I get like she it didn't even register. Um, and so now we've been quizzing her. I feel like when your kid goes to kindergarten, you try to help them learn like Their parents' actual names and maybe their home (laughs) phone number. And so we've been quizzing Elsa on like landmarks on our street.
1: (laughs) Right, right. So that if the bus does that again, she can like know and stick up her hand and yell, I'm still here. We literally did that with Zoe when she was in kindergarten. We used to talk about that. How will you know when you're getting to your stop? Like, how will you know to get off? And yeah, I'm guessing all parents can relate to this, but it will make our little kids feel better to hear a story from when we were in college. In DC, Peter had a roommate, Will, I'll never forget this. And these are like juniors in college. And he had to ride the Metro, the DC Metro to his stop. Um, And he worked kind of outside of the city. So it was a longer route, but he would fall asleep. on on the metro and sleep through his stop and so then it would have gone like all the way out into like northern virginia right (laughs) you would have to change trains and ride back into the city again and so (laughs) often it would happen both ways so he would be very late for work sometimes and then some evenings he'd get home and uh and like have missed the stop on the other end on the DC side. And then his roommates would always tease him and Will would be like, oh, I know, I know. I fell asleep again on the train. I arrived <laughs> in time for the 11 o'clock meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the moral of the story is it can happen to any age.
0: <laughs> well, I'm so glad that bus stops, even with all their drama and craziness, are a part of our everyday lives again. And I think that has to do with... with um a bit of normalcy returning. It's also just the rhythm of the season. And I love that our podcast restarts itself and we transition into a new season every year around September, because this is the time of year when we started the podcast all those years ago. So it feels like um, it's for a lot of reasons. It's a turning point in the year. And it's, I think, a perfect time t- for us to transition the podcast, which is also the ideal time, in my view, for just taking stock of your ordinary life, for You know, thinking about those ordinary rhythms and paying attention to the things that make ordinary life run more smoothly and the things that are like big speed bumps in the way, like, for instance, currently, my refrigerator, which is making me very sad. (laughs)
1: I know. I'm always glad they can close. (laughs) Like, I would never want to have a glass fronted refrigerator. (laughs) That was really bad. Like how people have open shelving in their kitchens. I never, ever want an open glass door of a refrigerator. (laughs) I was thinking about how some of the part of what's been fun about the survey as part of we, you know, resetting and moving to this fourth season and then listening to people, it's really affirming to hear how people view the podcast. And so, so one of the comments that I'd really loved is it said, this space feels like walking into a good friend's home. It's safe and fun. There is laughter, but we feel things here too. It's deep and raw as well as preciously ordinary, which meant so much. And I I want to tell you, dear listeners, if you left a comment, if you wrote any kind of personal opinion that was positive, <laughs> let's focus on those first. <laughs> Man, wouldn't you go leave it for us as a review? Because one of the things that's happened actually this last year is there's been some updates regarding Apple and how its operating system works that Christy and I don't understand. But I guess it's affected um, reporting in terms of podcasts and And what helps people find podcasts is reviews. And so maybe you think it doesn't matter, but man, we read all of them. And there are hundreds of essentially reviews that you left in the survey. And if only even 10% of you moved those over into a podcast review, it sure would be lovely to get to hear what you have to say over there. But on that note, I do think we should recognize some elephants in the room that the survey brought up as well. I think what I love about Christy's friendship. So she's an Enneagram four and she's told me over the years that, um, what's so great about fours is they're really comfortable with emotion, whether it's good or negative emotion. They're pretty comfortable with it as long as it's authentic. Am I, am I capturing? correctly what yeah you said to me, absolutely yeah i
0: always explain it like so i have one child who um i always say his love language is anger <laughs> <which> is, <laughs> well actually i'm That's laughing so but funny. no really i mean anger is so I here's the thing we, like when conflict. i talk about the enneagram yeah enneagram is like it, it it's it's not a, bo- a personality box it just is a descript i think it's a way of describing the sort of emotional and interpersonal tools that we reach for most easily, right. So I have a kid who the easiest tool for him to access is anger. So that's that's just you know what tends to come out first. But um, he and I honestly get along really, really well because I know how he feels. He's angry. He lets me know. He doesn't hide it. <laughs> he, he's he's not worried, like, well, well, what does my mom think about this? He just lets it hang out. So, that to me is really refreshing. It means that then I can, I feel like I can immediately, you know, I, I know kind of, I don't, I maybe don't know what to do, but I at least know where we are. Yeah. And I can be there with him. I can be there with him in the anger. And um, so, yeah, I think how you described it is exactly right. I'm okay with people liking our podcast or not liking certain things, if they're honest about it, I love it. I want to hear that.
1: Right, right. And I also think you have a five wing like my husband, Peter. So you're interested in research and information and data. And so it was just so interesting to hear from people. And I think there's probably one thing that rose to the surface is like universally not a favorite. So I will say there were no negative comments. Like people were so kind and and we did invite people like, what's your favorite thing about the podcast and what's your least favorite? And we asked that question. On purpose, and we figured we knew what the answer would be, and it was your least favorite thing is having the conversations interrupted by advertisements. We we can appreciate that, and we're not surprised by it. And part of it, I think, too, is that in the past, because we like to talk, and because we're really grateful for advertising partners who make the show possible, we tended to ramble on for like two or three minutes per advertisement. (laughs) And then we have this amazing new person that was actually part that's joined the podcast team. Her name is Emily. Hi, Emily. She's Hi, Emily. <laughs> but Emily came on board to help us manage advertisers and the you know the the scripts and the talking points we have for advertisers. And she said to us, "Wow, your ads are really long. What's happening? You only have to do sixty seconds." And and I was like, "Oh, it's impossible. I can't get it down to that." And Emily then was like, "Huh?" And then like three minutes later, sent us all these scripts that were literally 60 (laughs) seconds on the dot and then told us, you're not allowed to edit, you're not allowed to change, you have to stick with this. So, of course, they're personalized to us. We really do use all the products. We love the brands. We get to choose who we work with. And because we love you, we now stick to 60 seconds right. per spot. Yeah,
0: I get it, too. I listen to other podcasts. And, yeah, I, I can feel that disappointment when they're in the middle of some great story or a special moment. And then you switch to to hearing about the the advertisers. But it's true. They help make this podcast possible. And I think with our focus on ordinary life, everyday life, and cultivating that well, I'm just going to be honest. My everyday life is so much better now that I am wearing comfy Beta brand pants,
1: Lisa. It's jo. So true. <laughs> I, that's not a sponsored moment. I'm just telling you the flat <laughs> out truth. Yes, absolutely. Right. And um, right. I've really loved, you know, the lotions and. Uh, yeah yeah from yeah. onyx there he goes i was like onyx and roses oh my yeah. gosh i use it every day and i'm yeah I'm me a too little frustrated that my daughter is also using it because it's getting depleted very quickly right. <laughs> it's so good and uh, these are not sponsored you guys no, no no green chef really saved me this past yeah. week it's been very yeah, stressful and so i like literally used those boxes so much and we had we had I think they must have made a, a happy accident and sent us an extra box and we were able to give one to our neighbors. So, I mean, we really do love the brands we partner with. And at the same time, we recognize as listeners ourselves that sometimes it can be interruptive and yet it's not going to change. So thank you for bearing with us. <laughs> you know, there are buttons you can use on your phone to speed up you know, the advertisement section of the podcast. But we really love those brands. And we're grateful for them, and we love you guys, and so we try to keep those messages authentic, to the point, and over in sixty seconds for each spot. So <laughs> thank you for grace there and for understanding.
0: Absolutely, but you're right, Lisa. Joe, I kept. Uh, so my husband Jonathan asked about the survey, and I was trying to share, you know, some of what I could remember, and I only shared one or two that were more constructive criticism. Um, I think that's a better phrase the negative they weren't negative but that constructive criticism that we asked for and in prefacing each time I was sharing it I kept telling him but they were so nice they were so nice they were very kind they uh, and I kept saying that because I didn't want him to get the wrong idea like people just like let loose and no I wanted him to know they were very nice they were so nice about it they said it in the nicest way right (laughs) which I appreciate we can be authentic we can share even our are harder or more negative, you know, um, emotions, but we can do it with kindness and you guys did it with kindness and yeah, that helps well done, us you guys. We receive you, it well.
1: Yeah. We give you a positive review for that, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> you get five stars for how you kind your responses for- <laughs> were. <laughs> um, well, that's right. That's we right. did feel like there was kind of an even split in terms of what people thought about the book's focus and um, some people really liked it. Some people were very kind, but said it wasn't their favorite. I think what Christy and I learned is we needed it for a season. When you've lived in a pandemic where your ordinary life, your everyday rhythms are, com- are, are non-existent, you essentially are constrained to the four walls of your house. It really was hard. And it got to a point where we had depleted everything we could think of because what, how many times can I tell you, like, we're still doing online school and it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like When will it be yeah. over? I mean, you get to that point. But now that Part of the world here is opening up, and I know it's different in other countries, and so maybe we can give you sort of that feeling here again of what it's like to be back in ordinary life. It it really has refueled the tank in a lot of ways. I do think it also helped us as lifelong learners and teachers that books are really powerful tools for us when it comes to processing you know, how to grow a daily life that matters. And so we will still share about books. Uh, We did hear you, a lot of you talked about how it was hard to have our vacation series where we just had an author reading. And while we loved having our friends on reading, and we loved hearing their voices, we heard you say that that might not work for future for when we're trying to take a bit of a break ourselves. So that was helpful information to get from you guys. It was good learning for us.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the same time, we had some comments specifically calling out some of the authors who read and saying, I am so glad you told me about that book because I needed it and I went out and bought it. And so I think that's something we'll figure out how to keep doing, like how to keep telling you about um, the writers we love, the books we love. And just as we needed it, like we needed Out of the Ordinary Books in that season in order to Open up our lives again in order to. I think, I think like many people, Lisa, Joe, we were in danger of our hearts just kind of closing off and and going hard. And I think books and the stories kept us, um, and not just the fun ones, even the hard books or or the ones that dealt with heavier subjects, like kept our hearts sort of soft and open to the. To the vastness of life and the richness and the meaning of life at a time where literally the walls were closing in, and that 's something that okay maybe we we won't always be in a pandemic, but in different seasons of our lives, maybe we we're home with a newborn maybe we 're we're dealing with chronic illness, maybe you know there 's just some family stuff going on, and life can can get that feeling of growing small maybe we're We're new in town, (laughs) maybe we've we've left our church or we're switching churches, we're without community. There are all kinds of reasons and seasons when um, everyday life can begin to feel as if it's shrinking, and the stories of other people, other people's stories, help open, I think, our lives back up again. It's why we need community, it's why um, you and I do this podcast together as friends in conversation,
1: And it's why we share books with our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of all of those things. And it's been very clarifying for us to understand the why of what we do. It's important for us to understand that. And we want to get it to a point where it's really clear for you as listeners. Like, why do they talk about ordinary or everyday life? What is it they're trying to do? And on that note, part of what would be helpful to us is have you guys really help us spread the word about the podcasts. Reviews do that. Subscribing to the podcast makes a big difference too. So if you actually click the subscribe button wherever you're listening, um, if you tell friends about it, it helps them find the show. But what was interesting to learn is a lot of our listeners have been with us for three years, which is awesome. Um, but one of Christy and I's goals for the podcast, and I think it's good to set goals for our everyday rhythms, is, is to grow in the same way that we use grow here when we describe the podcast. We'd love to grow into new spaces and connect with new listeners. And you can help us do that, which would be very meaningful to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: that's right. I didn't even think of that, Lisa Joe, but you're right. Grow means all kinds of things. (laughs) And that's, yeah, yeah, that's another good way to grow is to connect with more listeners. Yeah. But we're so grateful for all of you who have been with us all these years. Um, I think, I think another thing that was clarifying for me reading the responses is that having a sort of peek or a glimpse into a relationship, into a friendship by kind of listening in on their conversations is um, just in and of itself encouraging and helpful to people. I I think I have struggled sometimes in overthinking, <laughs> like, what am I really why why would anyone listen to me and what am i really sharing what is what is the takeaway for them and and while it is i think good to clarify that in my mind and good to focus on the listener and what they might get out of a conversation or an episode at the same time it was encouraging just to hear that that kind of affirmation that that no just sharing our personal lives sharing our stories and doing it in the context of relationship as we do is in itself valuable and so to the the survey respondent who said that we could talk about a bottle of ketchup and make it (laughs) meaningful. I received that. I appreciate that. So stay tuned for next week in which (laughs) you and I do an episode on the state of our refrigerators and And Chick-fil-A sauce. How about that? You
1: think we're joking, (laughs) and yet we're not. Because I have a lot to say about how Chick-fil-A sauce, when you try to store it, just spills all over everything. Like, why do my children put half-eaten packets of that Chick-fil-A sauce back in the cupboard? Why? Why would you do that? Because you hate me. That's why. And we will, hard-hitting subjects like this, will be coming to the podcast. (laughs) I will say that one of the comments people make that I always try not to get irked by is like, Lisa Joe interrupts Christy too much or talks oh. over her. And I'm like, you know what? No, just deal with it now. I try not to, but we have been <laughs> friends a long time. And if you were in the kitchen listening to us talk, you would hear that we literally talk simultaneously That's true. and are able That's to true. take in both what the other person is saying And to speak at the same time. And I'm just calling it out that that, if you hang out here, is just (laughs) going to be part of how it goes, man, because this is our real conversation. I always try to be very mindful to listen, but sometimes I'm so excited about my friend Christy that I have to jump in and share. And that is just basically (laughs) like, I think sometimes when our husbands are in the kitchen and you and I are talking, I would just say at each other because that's how it feels. They are like... What is happening right now? It's like another <laughs> language. You know, Christy, how there's some instruments, I forget what instrument it is, where you have to be able to like breathe in and blow out at the same oh, time. Oh, right, right. That yeah, that trumpet? like cir-
0: it's, I think circular breathing or yes. something for,
1: for maybe for all the wind instruments. Maybe, but I, I, I don't know how <laughs> our conversations are. So yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you that I've given myself permission to not stress about that anymore because it is so <laughs> authentic to who we are. So I am aware. Thank you, listeners, for letting me know I'm aware. And also feel a little bit like I don't care. I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> and I feel like you've given us permission. The survey said... Essentially, the biggest takeaway was you love. You love being taught how to find meaning, how to make, you know, how to grow a daily life that matters. And we we love that we can do that. We can do it through deep books. We can do it through talking about Chick Fil A sauce. We can do it through bus conversations. We can do it through talking about really hard grief, um, because all of it in God's economy is sacred. It is meaningful. And in having these conversations, you help us make meaning out of our ordinary lives too. And so I just want you to know that you are a big part of what we are experiencing and learning too. And we're, we're just so grateful that you're with us in this conversation.